Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Print Life Podcast. This week, we're going to be chatting about what I think are some of the best ways that you can increase visibility, grow that client list, and start to establish lasting relationships in the industry. You're listening to the Print Life Podcast. I'm Leslie Kinahan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of the Print Life Community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to The Print Life. One of the number one things I've probably been asked over the last few years is, how do you work with a rep or an agent? Should I work with a rep or an agent? And what about attending trade shows? So this week, I really want to dive into what I think are kind of the pros and cons of working with reps and agents, as well as the pros and cons of attending a trade show. Depending on what you want in the industry and what you kind of see as the end game for you, where you want to grow, how you want to grow your business, you may start to consider doing a trade show. And trade shows, I think, are probably one of the best ways that you can kind of establish some brand awareness, put a face to the name, get out there and shake the hands of potential clients collect cards, and grow your list. For me, as a small studio, I really think that attending trade shows had the most impact for me in terms of building brand awareness and really growing that list in the beginning. And while I think it used to be offered when you attended a trade show to be given the list of attendees, I'm not sure if that is still the case, Although aside from the list of attendees, you have people walking by your booth all day. You get to interact with clients that walk by. You get to share your work with them. You can give them a little takeaway, maybe like a lookbook or a card. You get to collect cards and you get to meet other studios and other designers. And it really just is a beautiful way to put yourself out there and have a really great experience in the apparel design world. And for me, being a somewhat of a more, I guess, shy kind of studio owner at the time, I didn't take full advantage of getting out there and introducing myself around, but I did grow a really beautiful kind of core client base by attending trade shows. I attended the LA Textile Show as well as PV, which what was Indigo at the time and now PV in New York. PV Paris is on the list. However, attending a trade show is a, it's a very big deal. It's going to be on the pricier side. Um, You have to consider what kind of banners you're going to get printed. You may need a backdrop for your booth. You may need tablecloths for your booth. You're going to want to have a 
pretty substantial amount of prints printed to fabric with headers and cards and perhaps lookbooks or pens or something that you can kind of give a client when they walk away from your booth, something to remember you by, something that makes you sort of stand out, that feels a bit branded. And that can all become kind of pricey. So you really do need to take a look at where you are in your journey as an apparel print designer. Are you just getting started? Have you been established a while? Is it your intention to have a studio? Is it your intention to build brand and kind of really make a splash in the industry? And you're going to have to weigh against the cost of attending and kind of what you're going to gain from that experience. I often suggest until you have about two or 300 prints, I would hold off on attending a show. I would highly recommend having an agent or a rep attend a show on your behalf if you have a smaller amount of prints at this time, because that's a a more cost effective way to get your brand represented at a show without you having to actually show up, have your own booth and fly wherever the show is happening. Um, I've done it both ways. In the beginning, because I'm a, a studio versus a freelancer, I felt that it was very important for me to show up, to meet clients, to show my work and to kind of represent my brand as the owner of my studio. And that worked really well for me. I probably attended, you know, about six to eight trade shows before I then started giving my collection over to one of my sales reps who was attending trade shows and then would show my brand. So my brand would still be present at these shows without my having to pay for the booth, fly to New York and all of the things. So if you're a freelancer, this is where working with a a rep or an agent might come in handy for you if they are attending shows and are willing to take a smaller number of prints to show on your behalf. Trade shows aside, working with reps and agents has also been a really beautiful way to establish brand. Um, I've had a rep in, I've had a few different reps in Los Angeles. I've had a rep in New York and I've had a rep in Australia. And I used to have a nice little system where the collection would go to LA, then it would go to New York, then it would go to Australia, and then it would come back to me and I'd put it up in my online shop. That was a really nice flow, but being a smaller studio, I wasn't quite hitting the sales that I wanted to hit to kind of cover the expenses of printing to fabric, all of the headers and shipping that collection basically all all over the world can get quite expensive. So for me, I kind of ended up sticking just with LA and New York because that made the most sense for me and as well as for the agents that I was working with at the time. And then once 2020 happened, it kind of pushed me in the direction I was already headed which was to go digital. Now, my decision to go digital was not at all to do with not wanting to work with reps and agents. It's just for me in terms of expenses, printing to fabric and the headers and how much waste there is when you don't have a brick and mortar with a huge, you know, a place to put your inventory or a warehouse or somewhere where you can store all these prints. I also work with my artists on consignment, so it's not really, it doesn't really make sense for me to hang on 
to these fabric headers once a designer doesn't work with my studio anymore. I have to get rid of them. So I was seeing a lot of waste in terms of fabric, in terms of expense of printing to fabric and shipping and headers. And I was already kind of leaning toward going fully digital mainly because I'm a boutique print studio. Being a boutique print studio, I can kind of handle my own sales, I can manage my own inventory, and when you remove the cost of fabric sampling and headers and shipping and everything, I'm able to actually continue to move my business forward without, you know, feeling like I'm not seeing a lot of ROI for my business. So it really depends on where you are in your business. If you're a boutique studio, if you're a mid-sized studio or a larger studio, or if you're a freelancer, there's pros and cons at every level of working with reps and agents, depending on what it is you want from your business. Reps and agents tend to keep about 30% of the sales price. And I like to explain to designers um, when we chat about this, whether in our free Facebook group or in the membership, that the reasoning for this is because you are not just having somebody take your prints for the day to their client list, but we're talking about a list that has taken years and years to build, right? In a lot of cases, when you work with a rep or agent, we're talking about 10 years plus of relationships that they have established relationships that they have spent time building and growing and nurturing so that they can put your work in front of their audience. And you have to keep that in mind. I know it as surface pattern and print designers, sometimes that can feel like a big chunk of the pie in terms of your art. But if you were to spend your time building that list, I know a lot of you have actually tried cold outreach, building an email list, reaching out to clients, trying to sell your own work. And for those of you who have done this, you know the amount of time and effort that goes in to sales and marketing. It is a huge chunk of time. It is all about building relationships and it takes many years to establish those relationships. So just keep that in mind when you're working with somebody who explains to you what the cut is going to be. Now, working as a consignment designer, you're going to see that percentage change a little bit. It's usually more in the 50% range. And the reason for that is when you're working with a print design studio as a consignment designer, you are being given print trend direction, color cards, deadlines, and the studio may be already working with reps and agents um, on your behalf. They may be attending trade shows. They may be putting in all the sales and marketing time to grow their own list. So it's almost like working with a studio and a rep and agent all kind of rolled into one. So the reason that working with a studio as a consignment designer is going to give you a little bit less of the take home is for that reason. When you are a studio and you have established yourself as a studio, you are doing your own market research, your own trend direction. You are completely self-guided and handing over a finished collection to a repper agent. And in that case, you're going to keep about 70% of the selling price, which makes sense because 
somebody's not having to do all that trend research and market research for you, you're doing it on your own. So you're retaining more of the selling price. Now for me, as a print design studio who was working with consignment designers and reps and agents, and if it's your work, that's great. But as a boutique studio working with consignment designers, you give a cut to the agent or rep, you give a cut to the artist, and I'm kind of left breaking even at the end of the day once you've printed to fabric and have your, your headers and your shipping and everything. So for me, it made more sense to kind of be my own agent, which is why we kind of formed the print book. It was meant to be a collective of studios coming together so that we can kind of represent ourselves on a digital platform during the pandemic. And it's going well, so we're going to kind of leave it digital for now, though I am really excited at some point to start doing small fabric printed collections, whether going to attend a trade show again or working with some of our um, old sales reps again. I'm really excited at the possibility of kind of easing back in to printing to fabric. And I would never go back to printing everything to fabric like I used to, but as a supplemental stream of income to what we're doing now, I can see the benefit of working with a sales rep or an agent maybe every other month or quarterly rather than every single month having 300 new prints printed to fabric. And that just makes sense for me as a boutique print design studio. Now, if you're a freelancer, and you have, let's say, you know, 40 new prints a month, 20 new prints a month, or even 10 new prints a month in some cases, it could be really beneficial to leverage the relationship that you could have with the sales rep or agent by leveraging their contact list, right? And kind of building brand and extending awareness of your work to clients that you may not have had otherwise. So working with a rep or agent is a really great way if they're willing to work with you as an independent to take like a smaller amount of prints, whether they print it to fabric or you print it to fabric. Some of them might be willing to show it digitally, but in most cases, I would say you're going to have to print your work to fabric with a header and ship it out to your agent to show on your behalf. Something else to consider when working with reps and agents, I talk about this a lot in the membership. You don't want just one stream of income. So whether you're working with reps and agents or not, you want to make sure that you have your work kind of cycling through a lot of different channels. So for example, let's say you have 10 new prints per month and you want to share them with your email list. Then once you've shared them with your email list, you want to send them to a repper agent. Once you get them back from the repper agent, maybe you want to give them to somebody else or upload them to a different platform, or maybe decide if you want to do those as non-exclusive now that they've passed through all of your channels with the opportunity to be sold as an exclusive design. So we always wanna be working smarter, not harder with the work we have already produced rather than just produce, 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 produce. And I think for me as a boutique print design studio owner, that was one of the things that wasn't working for me as a small studio, only working with reps. I was producing, 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 give it to the rep, they sell it, they give it back. 
and that was it. There was n- there were no more channels for me. I wasn't really funneling that work through in any other way or giving it an opportunity to be sold as a non-exclusive once it's already been shown as an exclusive. I wasn't uploading them to any other platforms. I wasn't sharing them in my own online shop as much as I could at the time because I was spending all of my time you know, cutting up the fabric, putting on the headers, doing the inventory, the sales and marketing and all of those things. So I highly recommend whether you work with an agent, a rep, a studio, your own shop, or you have an email list, that you're always making sure that you're passing the same work through as many channels as possible to give it the opportunity to be sold. Whether that's exclusive every time, or exclusive at first, and then non-exclusive, and then perhaps, you know, you put it up on a platform to be sold in a different way. Um, Whatever works best for you. But I will say that in terms of brand awareness, really building my business, increasing my client list, establishing myself in the industry, It was attending trade shows and working with reps and agents that really helped me to build my studio. As a freelancer, it was investing most of my time into outreach, cold emailing, and sales and marketing that allowed me to have a really beautiful, um, consistent freelance career. Now speaking to how you would go about finding a rep or an agent to work with. One of my reps was somebody that I had emailed. Um, The second was one who kind of found me at a trade show. And then the other two were more word of mouth. So it really does matter how you've established yourself in the industry, how many times you're reaching out to form those relationships and how you're showing up to represent your brand. So all these things being considered, a lot of the decision to be represented by a sales rep or an agent has a lot to do with your business model. You know, are you a freelancer? Are you trying to be a small studio? Are you trying to grow to be a midsize or a larger studio? Um, even the larger studios that have their own in-house sales teams will also use reps and agents in other areas, or they will send their sales teams out. It really depends. Sometimes they do both. And a lot of this is just its strategy. You know, how do you want to build your business? What makes the most sense for you? Something else you'll want to think about before making the decision to work with a rep or agent is is it the right fit for you? For me, as a studio who has kind of begun to see the amount of waste in our industry, how much we print to fabric and it gets thrown in the trash, the headers, the shipping, the, um, you know, the carbon footprint on just printing the samples. I would rather sell our prints at a more affordable price point in the industry and cut out the expense of printing to fabric, cut out the expense of printing those headers, cut out the expense of shipping my collection all over the place. And you may find that there are reps and agents out there that will show your work, will represent you digitally. It's just a matter of finding the right fit. You may be a designer who wants to work with companies that are working toward being more sustainable 
And in that case, you may want to work with a rep or agent who has connections to the companies that work in the way that suits your values as a designer. There's a lot of things that you may want to consider before choosing how you want to work with others in our field. And the landscape of our industry is changing so quickly right now, every day. And it's really important to ask ourselves, like, what, what do you see your business being? How are we as artists, as service pattern designers, as apparel print designers, how are we contributing to some of these things that we're seeing happening in our industry? How much of a role do you want to play in some of these things? What are your values? as a designer, and this will help you find others with aligned values to work with. Another really great thing to think about in terms of working with a rep or an agent is that you're going to get that feedback from the rep or agent that you may not get if you were to, let's say, just put your prints up on a platform. You may not know who bought what print, why, what they liked, what they didn't like. Whereas when you're working with a rep or agent, there's often a little bit of a recap when they give you the collection back and they'll say, you know, my sleepwear clients weren't really interested, but my swimmer clients were really excited. These 10 prints got pulled a bunch, but nobody bought them. So maybe take a look at those and figure out what the thing is that might be missing. Also, I heard from almost all of my appointments that they were looking for such and such a type of print. So make sure that you include those going forward or, you know, whatever the feedback might be, but you also want to make sure that you're taking that feedback with a grain of salt, because oftentimes what's being discussed in those print appointments, what the rubber agent may come back to you with might not be fully aligned to the market and to the brands and to the aesthetic of the collection that you create. So just try to make sure that you take all of the feedback with a grain of salt and that you only apply what makes sense for your brand, what makes sense for your aesthetics and what makes sense for the market that you design into. I would say one of the, um, mistakes I found that I made in the past that I've learned the most from was trying to please everyone was trying to do all the things and address all the notes and take every bit of feedback that I received and create prints around that rather than staying true to our brand, to who we are, to our aesthetics and to our client base. I was often chasing every little thing that I heard from every appointment, whether I took the appointments and it was something I heard in those meetings, or it was my agent or rep coming back to me and saying, you know, they were talking about such and such a designer on the runway. They were talking about how blue is really hot right now. They were talking about, you know, we need to see more conversationals. We need more border prints. We need more, whatever it was, right? I would always try and I'm a people pleaser. So I was always trying to please everyone with my collection and what will often happen. And what I have learned is that when you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. But when you're true to who you are as a designer or as a studio, your brand aesthetic, and when you truly are designing in alignment to those brands and clients that you truly want to be working with, that you are in 
a better position than trying to chase down every trend or try to chase down every bit of feedback or try to make all of the changes to your collection that somebody else on the outside of what you're trying to do is telling you to do. So what everything here is all going to boil down to is what is your ideal outcome as an apparel print designer? Do you want to grow your own list? Do you want to just sell artwork and not worry about sales and marketing? Do you want multiple revenue streams? Do you want to try a few different things and see what sticks? All of these things, all of these questions you can ask yourself and kind of sit with will help you to better determine whether or not you want to work with a studio on consignment, whether or not you want to be in-house, whether or not working with a sales rep or an agent or attending a trade show might be the best fit for you. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Print Life Podcast. If you're a surface pattern or print designer looking for guidance and insight into the apparel industry, as well as marketing strategies tailored to helping you grow your client list, increase sales, and create a sustainable design career you love, head over to whitebuffalostudio.com forward slash membership and join the waitlist. Doors open soon.